0: now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff
1: Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff.
0: My guest is Tamara, a.k.a. Miss Pouncer, and she had a near-death experience where she went to the gates of hell. And today we're going to learn about it. Tamara, thank you so much for joining us this evening, and welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. Um, I guess I'll just start telling it how it went. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we can just get right to it.
1: Basically, I was... A bit of a partier and I had done a bit too much that night I went to the bathroom to be sick and um my spit bubbles turned into what looked like a galaxy kind of tornado looking thing and then the next thing I know is I feel like I'm sucked down in through like a slide tunnel kind of thing inside this slide there was like all kinds of it almost looked like shooting stars going past me um as I started getting toward the end of this tunnel, it started going faster and I started getting kind of freaked out. So I started like reaching around for everything, anything I could like. um, As I got to the edge of it, I managed to grab onto the edge and I could feel myself floating, but I could feel flow still coming like an energy flow still coming through the tunnel. Um, While I was floating over that, I look over and I see there's an entity that is like, Titan size compared to me being like ant size, like this thing was huge Um, It was Standing in the top of a Waterfall that was Connected to a river that was The material of the river Wasn't quite water, it was like I described it as almost like a shiny Plasma, kind of Really liquidy It looked like he was made up of the same material As the river Um, He had reached behind To grab me and I heard we are all one in the same, almost like it was from inside me, like telepathy, from him. Um, I got freaked out. Like I started thinking to myself, like I'm dead. Oh my god, I just died. Like my mom, my mom's not going to be able to handle this. Like I'm, I was like, okay, I know I'm not supposed to go back through this tunnel. Like something was telling me, like you're not allowed to go back. This is a one way tunnel. Like you're here. <laughs> And I was like, forget this. And I threw myself back through the tunnel. And in doing that, I woke up in my body and just kind of, I was in a bit of a daze, like felt really weird. It was almost like that was reality. This is the dream. And now dreams play out like movies.
0: Do you think you were suffering from alcohol poisoning?
1: I think I was suffering from a bit more than that. Um, there was a lot of... um a lot of drugs done for about a week and I was on a week awake doing a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. (laughs) Okay.
0: Wow. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that was a little bit more than that. It makes sense. When you were just out of your body, you said you were like trying to reach and grab for stuff to like pull back, right?
1: Yeah. Basically when I went to look at the vortex, it was swirling and I kind of looked at it sideways like, huh, what's this? Like, And then that's when I felt my body like just up and through the tunnel. It was almost like, like I personally moved, but it's the soul moving. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't know. And the weirdest part was going through the tunnel. I was feet first, but I had sucked in through the tunnel head first.
0: And then all of a sudden you just you were just at the, you were at the tunnel and then the next second you were on this river. Like well, maybe around a canyon. I didn't or even
1: go down to the the ground floor. Like it looked like um a cavernous cave, like um a red clay cave system.
0: Oh, like underground.
1: Yeah, like when I uh, there was a meme that I had posted on the near death group, and it had like a picture of a really cool beach scene and stuff. And then there's a little square cut out cut of it, and there was a cat that poked its head through. Was like, hey because your cat wants attention or something. I was like, this is what it was like for my near death experience. Like a portal opened up and I was right on top of everything, like a whole different world. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And what I had seen was like the cave system Um, in the cave system too, where he was standing over the waterfall. It was like, he was sorting something out and one side led to a cave that was like lower, but not as low as the other one on the other side. Mm -hmm and both of them had flames coming out of them like there was fire inside of both of the caves and i knew somehow that one was worse to go to than the other
0: did you ever think to yourself oh my gosh i'm in hell
1: well that's when i came back like when i came back from it and thought about it, it was like that was hell like i just came back from hell like it was the realization when i came to like Hearing the being's voice was when I realized I was dead. Like, I just thought it was like, hey, we're in another part of the world. This is me just traveling my body anywhere. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't realize I was dead until it was like he was in a ritual speech when he was saying we are all one in the same. It was like I had interrupted part of a ritual. And he was like, he hadn't broken any of his concentration on the waters in front of him. Like, he reached behind without looking at me to try to grab me. Um, there was a person that I had spoke to in comments who said that that was an archon, and if the archon had have actually seen me, that I wouldn't be here telling the story right now.
0: Hmm, I've never heard of the word archon before. What do, What is I, that?
1: Archon. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. A-R-C-H-O-N.
0: Okay, maybe it's like a, a negative version of an archangel or something. Oh, maybe. I feel pretty confident that maybe somebody in the comments will let me know what that is. I
1: hope so, because I'm I'm just as lost when it comes to naming everything. I just kind of, this is what happened. And what would you think if it was you and you saw that? I mean, the part that gets me the most is coming back and feeling like I was in a dream. And it's like a dream you can't wake up from. But that was reality. And you don't want to go there. Or at least I didn't. <laughs>
0: So you're saying that you felt like that was real and now that you're back, you're in a dream.
1: Did you And still- then when I do dream, it feels like a movie that someone's playing for me. Like it doesn't feel like it should.
0: So when you dream now, it doesn't feel like reality either. It feels like you're watching yep. a movie? Yep. Okay. I was going to ask, or- but I guess we kind of got off. But I was going to ask, did you think that was a demon or, or the devil?
1: I'm not really sure. I've the feeling I got from it was like it wanted to eat me, or like take me and like bad. It just, don't let that thing touch me. It was basically like the, nope, I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it but there was recognition. Little,
0: there was recognition? Sorry. I'm sorry?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of recognition. Like I recognized that it was a ritual speech. I recognized the words that he had said to me. I recognized the area even it was like, this is familiar, but not.
0: Did you see any other beings there? Was it giving a speech to other beings?
1: In the caves below, maybe, because there was fire blocking from me seeing anything. And it was sorting, I don't know, something. It looked like, like I said, it looked like it was sorting something. If I had to give my best guess at anything, this was the gates of hell. That being was akin to what Anubis's legend is where he weighs the hearts and sets them one side or the other. Like, I don't know.
0: So it, it seemed like it was relatively mild to you or, you know, it, it didn't, it wasn't mean to you.
1: No, but that's what I mean. It didn't really pay attention to me. Other than to be like, Hey, you're coming with me now. I'm going to grab you and take mm-hmm. you.
0: Maybe it kind of realized that you were there by mistake and it just ignored you.
1: Maybe. I mean, maybe it even pushed me back through, and it wasn't just me pulling through. I'm not sure.
0: Right. Well, the good thing is that you were able to get out.
1: The thing that brought me out of it was realizing that I was dead and that my mom wouldn't be able to handle my death. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I, it was, uh, oh my God, my mom. And that's when I was like, I'm going to pull myself through.
0: I think that's pretty common that once an experiencer remembers family members it somehow triggers them to get back into their body.
1: There was a commenter that said something about having a loving thought. As soon as you have a loving thought, that's what brings you out of the, or the gates of hell or hell or mm, whatever sense. those experiences are.
0: How did you change afterwards?
1: I stopped partying and tried to clean up my life. And
0: Was that immediately? or? Together? I'm sorry, was that um, immediately think, or did it take, take time to do that?
1: I took a couple relapses, but eventually I finally got myself out of everything and been clean for a while now, except mm-hmm. I still smoke weed. <laughs> That's oh. about it. <laughs> All right.
0: Did you get any abilities from this experience?
1: I can read people pretty well. Um, I can, like, I get visions and stuff sometimes, and it'll just be like someone flashes a polar right in front of my eyes for a second. And then pulls it away. I have to decipher what that pe- the picture means. Mm. Um, there was one woman who was grieving and she said she couldn't feel connected to her, her son anymore. And she said that he was recently passed away and the connection was just not there. And I got a vision of a bird in my head. And I was like, well, what the heck kind of bird is that? It kind of looks like a blue jay and I'm not too sure. And after conversing back and forth with her, it turned out it was a titmouse and her and her son used to go and feed the, Bert, the Blue Jays and there used to be a titmouse that would come in and try to steal the peanut. Hmm. And she said, oh my gosh, that's the sign I was looking for. Maybe that's, I'll make sure that titmouse gets his peanut every time now. Hmm. <laughs> so kind of little things like that where you don't know where the picture comes from or why and it just like, it's meant to help someone somehow. Mm -hmm. But figuring out who and how sometimes kind of, I don't know.
0: (laughs) How long did you think you were gone for an earth time?
1: I couldn't even say.
0: What about while you were there? Did it seem like you were there for a long time?
1: It seemed like I was there for all of a split second. Like I had enough time to go through the tunnel, grab on, take a quick look around and go, oh my God, I'm dead. Hear the voice say we are all one in the same. And I was out. But all the like everything that I seen was like the red clay walls, the river, the waterfall, the two pits, one higher than the other. Um the details. Do you <laughs> the have the details any, are so hard to get out.
0: Do you have any other details like what the place smelled like? Was it hot there? Did you hear any anything besides the being?
1: I don't remember anything other than Like, I don't remember any feeling of heat or any sense or anything like that. I just remember the voice, seeing the being in the area and like freaking out going, oh my God. And like my thoughts taking over everything of my mom.
0: Are you a religious person?
1: No, I wouldn't say I'm religious. Well, 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 when I was younger, I took a big interest with my grandma and kind of like, tried to listen to the stories of the bible from her because she'd tell me like she'd tell them to me as fables as like bedtime stories like hey here's what happened here i'm like okay to get an idea of the stories but it was never anything more than like kids bedtime stories i thought of it as and then i started after my near-death experience i started really looking into everything from christianity to satanism to judaism um i took world religions as well in high school for a couple of years to try to kind of figure more stuff out about it. Like, I don't know, <laughs> deciphering everything's very difficult <laughs> trying to figure out what's what about it all.
0: Mm-hmm. Where are you now on your spiritual path?
1: I've had a couple other experiences since, um, one of them I had seen a being, um, I was going through a bit of a midlife crisis and I was sitting on my bed, freaking out in my head. Like, am I doing right in life? Am I messing up my kids? Am I messing up my everything? Am I okay? Am I bad off? Like, where did I go wrong in life? Like just anything that could spin. Right. And then all of a sudden I feel like I'm shifted to the right really, really fast, almost like being in a car, but the image of the room stayed the same. Just, shifted with me and then i seen a being kind of off to my side and it was like a mud door had come down and she was looking through at me through this mud doorway and it was almost like i got your back like i'm protecting you i've whatever the feeling was that she sent to me was very protective very like very loving Mm. and the look of her (laughs) sorry Mm the look of her is um, she was very Egyptian looking, almost like an ancient Egyptian vibe to the decor on her. Like she had um, gold necklaces that went down here. She had um, dreadlocks in her hair with golden clasps every so often down them. She had a face that was almost like an African woman's mixed with a black panther. And, Mm -hmm. She had green glowing eyes. And like I said, the vibe was very loving and protecting. But looking at her and seeing that, if I didn't know better, sorry, looking at that and seeing her, if I didn't know better, I would have said, you know, is that a demon by look? Or is it a goddess? Maybe because she's protective. Is it an alien? Because I got thrown into what is called... um the Lyrian race which is a form of aliens which kind of fit with what I saw which is also what in Egyptian culture is um what Bastet is so I I don't know I that was one other thing that happened after my near-death experience
0: can you go back and tell me again about what happened with the Lyrians
1: with the Lyrians um I'm not 100% certain on everything. I'm fairly new to the whole term with it. Um, What I was told about them is they are an alien race that is like a protective race. And
0: they are battling
1: uh, other races here. Something to do with the Anunnaki and something to do with the reptilians or something. I don't know much about it, to be honest. I'm still fairly new with it. Just kind of trying to wrap my mind around where the research has taken me
0: and so somebody told you that you're part of that race or you uh, you encountered no, somebody
1: no no not that i'm part of it that the being that i had seen mm-hmm. was lyrian
0: oh did the being identify itself as lyrian to you
1: no but from looking up stuff when someone was like hey you might want to check this out
0: oh okay so and I looked goal- it up
1: and was like, that kind of fits <laughs>
0: Okay, maybe the gold, the jewelry, and the dark hair made it. The, described her as being Lyrian.
1: Um, it was the cat face. Oh, the cat
0: face. Okay,
1: because she looked kind of like um the distinguishing features of what an African woman would have, with mm-hmm. like the broader base for her nose and like the higher cheekbones and stuff. She, but she looked almost like like a black panther, kind of in her face. It was like a mix between combination between the two. I'm really bad at describing something. I'm that's sorry. Okay.
0: I've had another guest that had an uh, I, alien contact. And one of the aliens said that the woman was like half cat, half woman.
1: Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That that's exactly what it, like, and then after explaining to somebody what happened, they were like, Hey, you might want to check this out. And I started looking up, what the Lyrians are and like delving into what star seeds are. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. It has my fascination. I'll, I'll guarantee that. Yeah.
0: He never told me the word Lyrian and I never, and I have never looked up what, you know, Lyrians look like. He just, you know, we talked about the cat woman. So that's mm-hmm. something that I may want to look up myself. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe you are a star seed because it sounds like she was protective of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was like the vibe was very like if I had to word it anyway in quotes, it's like I got your back.
0: And even perhaps where you went to may have not been hell. It could have been like another planet. It's just the being was just
1: I had a friend well, That's suggest- a strange
0: world you were on.
1: I had a friend suggest the sun. I'm I don't know. I just I take in all the information mm. people say about it, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it may be this. It may not be. We're
0: just speculating. I wouldn't think the sun because, basically, in my opinion, from what I know, the sun is just a giant gas ball that's yeah. like a nuclear yeah. explosion. See, I
1: thought that too. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that.
0: But <laughs> now, would you say the water in the cave was like a silvery metallic water, and that's what the beam yeah. was like a silvery metallic being?
1: You know how when rapids flow on water,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: got that like silvery white kind of. Yeah. Gray bluish look to it. It was kind of like that, but it was still.
0: Was the being well,
1: like human? It what, looked human esque.
0: Was the being humanoid shaped, but with that, but in that color?
1: Yeah. He was definitely humanoid shape And I identified definitely as male. And it was made up of the same material, like that the water was. And that was the part that blew my mind the most was like, how is that the same as that? Or like, Mm -hmm. why are they the same? Do you know what I mean? Like, I came back with so many questions. Like, what was that? Why was that? How did that happen? Like,
0: Do you have any negative after effects from this experience?
1: I get the shakes really bad. I have high anxiety. Um, I carry a lot of like, emotional pickup from people. So I'll like, If someone's in a bad mood or something, I'll be able to pick up on it like really, really fast, really Mm -hmm. easy, and it'll affect my own mood where I start feeling irritable and I won't know why at first until I'm like, okay, who's angry right now? (laughs) And then they'll kind of help me figure out my own emotions too. Hmm.
0: Sounds like you've become empathic.
1: Very much so, I think. Hmm. I got to the point with it where I was feeling the emotions and then people are like, No, 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 that's not right. And then, like, come to find a rumor that you get past your ear, and you're like, "Oh no, I was right."
0: Hmm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have a fascinating story. Um, You know, we don't have a lot of data from you. A lot of, you know, but that's okay. We don't, you know, it doesn't make it any less fascinating than anybody else's. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I wasn't there for that long. Right. Right. Um, I have had two other experiences after that were um, Joe Rogan refers to this as being a psychonaut and uh, his way a, of a psychonaut. It, yeah. A psychonaut. Okay. So a person that does like interdimensional or interstellar travel. So like your out-of-body experiences, your astral projections and stuff like that. Mm. These are psychonauts. So these are like, the experiences that we're having and stuff like that, like he calls them psychonautic experiences. Hmm.
0: So what happened?
1: Um, One of the, see, I wasn't sure if these two overdoses were actual NDEs or if they were just OBEs. Um, I'm pretty sure they were NDEs because I had like massive, massive food poisoning from the one. Um, I was told that I was like moaning and like Ugh! and stuff before and then when I woke up I had the vision of being having been in outer space like floating around and like I had seen like it looked like a cat's eye nebula and I recognized that as the gateway to hell. And I I was like, I'm not going there. I know where that leads. And like it was the gates of hell that I was like knowing.
0: What about the other one?
1: Um, the other one was the abyss. It was boring, it was lonely, it was complete blackness and nothingness. Like I came back from that one going, I understand why people reincarnate. It is boring.
0: Pardon
1: hmm. <laughs> my language. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that kind of sounds like you went to the black void.
1: That's what people say. There's the void, the void, the abyss. The I don't know what to call it.
0: Was it calm or relaxing there?
1: So calm, it was boring. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I don't know. I think some people find peace, and some people find boredom. Depends on perspective, right?
0: Right. I guess if your life is hell here, then when to get to that place, it's like, wow, I can finally, you know, relax. relax.
1: Yeah. And then having an exciting life, that would seem boring. So yeah.
0: Mm, makes sense.
1: Um, I was also thinking like different stages that people travel in, because there's the tunnel that gets constantly talked about. There is um actually there was a discovery quite recently. I didn't catch it very well, but Somebody has discovered that there's actual tubes in one of the stratosphere or altosphere or something, but it's like the very edge of it. There's actual tubes that go around it, and I started wondering if that was like maybe the tunnel system people talk about. Hmm.
0: I've heard different ideas about it. Um, I've heard one idea is the going through the tunnel is actually the the, the your. Sp- Spirit leaving your body.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But then I've heard different as well, so I don't know.
1: Well, I would agree with spirit leaving the body for the way that the vortex sucked me in and brought me through the tunnel. So you definitely are out of your body when you're in the tunnel.
0: When you got back from your Gates experience, did your body feel heavy and you're like, oh, I'm like in this heavy body again? No,
1: really light. Really light, like I, I felt floaty and like airy. Like I felt taller. If that sounds weird, but
0: that's interesting. Maybe when you where you went, it was lower in vibration, and it is like heavier there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. I could see that. I I can feel that.
0: Hmm. That's very interesting. I've never heard that yet, so that's kind of cool to to get that information. How long ago did this happen? In 2000, April of
1: 2000. So
0: it's quite a while. And to this
1: day, I still have it in my head like it happened like a week ago. Wow.
0: Do you have anything else that's going on in your life paranormally?
1: I get visions. Um, Sometimes I see shadow beings, Um, friends of mine that are very spiritual with me as well. Um, We've done astral projections to each other and like, met in the astral i guess (laughs) um i do tarot readings i've done palm readings and um i've done dream interpretation and all of those were after the nde Hmm.
0: do you feel like your nde helps you in doing this stuff
1: yes i think that it gave me my spirit connection to be able to tune in and be able to help people this way. I think all the gifts that people come back with from an NDE is meant to help others.
0: I think you're right. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or just chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how can they f- contact you?
1: I float around Ned's group, the near-death experience group, mm-hmm. I'll a bit, um, and just kind of chat with people about my experience and theirs clarify myths and stuff. There's a lot of misconceptions about what the hell realm is. And I honestly think it's like an area of purification. Like not fires of torment, but fires of purification. Which can be tormentful if you're shedding all the bad, right?
0: How do they find you on Facebook?
1: You know what? I'm gonna put my name as Tamara Pounce on Facebook and then I'll it'll be easier to find me for people.
0: All right. Well, before we finish up, do you have one last positive message that you can share with us?
1: Keep being kind to (laughs) everyone.
0: Thank you for that message. And Tamara, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast.